Hello gamers, your ears are in the right place. You're listening to I Never Cast for this episode 10. And we are a podcast dedicated to bringing forth discussions or debates on controversial gaming topics and hopefully putting them to rest. And today we're going to be talking about cheating in gaming. Is it right? Is it wrong? Is it destructive? Is it is it, is it really a big deal? So these are the things we're going to be discussing today. But before we get to that, as always, we're going to do our introductions first. So returning to the podcast again, we just won't seem to go away. We have Erebus. How's it going, man? It's going fantastic. How's it going with you? It's going great, thanks. Great. Your room is much cleaner this time than it was last time. I cleaned it up just for you. Just for me. Thank you. What a guy. And uh, returning again, once again, we have uh, Athricus. How's it going? Oh, it's wonderful. How are you? Oh, I'm good, thank you. Good, thank you. And uh, we have Recusor returning once again. How's it going? Hello. Good. How's it going? Good, thank you. And returning once again, he was on the podcast once before. I believe it was for delayed podcast, er, delayed podcast, delayed PC releases. Uh, welcome back to the podcast, M2. How's it going? Thank you for having me. Yes, no problem. Um, before I ask uh, what you guys have been up to, let's just uh, quickly do the housekeeping stuff. So the format of the shows is we're every monday at 9 p.m eastern time on twitch tv so you can tune in live uh if you can't catch the show live you can always watch us on youtube afterwards uh all the vods are there as well and we're also available on most major podcast networks still awaiting confirmation from a few but uh we uh, are mostly on all of them and i keep getting random notifications from uh google chrome so that's awesome this is going great so far and uh, we also have discord uh, you can uh, join our Discord community, and we uh, we have a lot of uh, fun time there. And, uh, yeah, the invite is on our Twitch page that you can uh, get to that right there. And we're also on Facebook and Twitter and all that cool stuff. So what have you guys been up to uh, the last week? Erebus, let's, uh, let's start with you. Have you been playing anything exciting, or what have you been up to? Uh, not as much gaming this uh, this week. I've, I played a little bit of uh, Warzone again with uh, Athricus and, and Kelthar a little bit. Um, and we dive dove into uh, For Honor uh, a little bit just to check out what was going on in that game, and there's been a lot of changes there that we're potentially exploring, and we've also talked about uh, Elite Dangerous, which just announced uh, they're going to be letting us get out of the ships and walk around, which is uh, a big announcement for them, so we're looking at Elite Dangerous and potentially getting back into there, but no, a lot of, a lot of in real life stuff kept me busy this week, so I haven't... Uh, still playing Pokemon, though. Still playing a little bit of Pokemon and keeping that going. I've been nice. I'm past 105 hours, I think, on that game. So that, that took over. Nice. Uh, during the quarantine, for sure. Nice. Glad to hear it. Athricus, what about you? Are you back? Uh, yeah, I know last week you said you hadn't played games for, for that previous week. Have you uh, started playing games again or what? I played on the weekend a little bit. But other than that, no. I mean, Mark or uh, Erebus pretty much said it. A little For Honor, thinking about Elite and, and whatnot. But uh, no, I'm, I'm still enjoying a little bit of a break. Nice. That's perfect. Nothing wrong with that. And uh, Rekusor, how about you? I started up with this game called Space Haven. Um, you make a space station starship uh, populated, sort of like RimWorld meets, I don't know, something great. It's fantastic. Hours of my life are gone. <laughs> <laughs> Is it time well wasted, though? I think so. I think so. Yeah, That's what it's all about, for sure. <laughs> And uh, M2, have you uh, been doing much gaming lately or what? 
yeah, I've been playing the uh, playing a bit of the Halo Two Remaster. Um, oh, have you? Been doing yeah. the, the co-op with that with uh, with Jason actually, and I've, I <laughs> it's kind of funny going through the uh, the campaign of that. It's uh, <laughs> the the level design is terrible. <laughs> I remember <laughs> when it came out; it was amazing, but. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, I've, I've been playing a bit of Warzone. Uh, I'm playing a lot of SnowRunner for PC. Uh, I really only play PC games, so right. And um, yeah, a bit of World of Warships, and uh, that's pretty much it lately. No, oh, right on. That's cool, man. Yeah, I saw um, Halo Two came out, and and I actually played it. I think it was probably like six months ago. I beat, or maybe actually might have been a year ago that I beat all the. Uh, halo games again and, and halo 2 I, it was a lot longer than i remember like i know halo 1 only had like eight or nine missions and halo 2 had like 15 or something yeah, yeah. the campaign is long and it gets you to redo a bunch of stuff so yeah you'll get you'll get part way through a level and then you gotta backtrack it's like that's rule number one of game design is <laughs> you don't do that because <laughs> it's awful but they you can tell they kind of rushed the game yeah no but yeah when that game came out oh man that was like so hype and it was the ho- bomb hopefully oh yeah Hopefully, uh, Halo Infinite lives up to that. Uh, but we'll see. That remains to be seen. All right. Um, we're gonna, we have a lot to talk about today, so I think we're going to skip the news and go straight into the topic of the week. So the topic of the week, as I stated earlier, is um, cheating in gaming. Okay? So there's different kinds of cheating in gaming, right? There's online cheating, there's offline and there's exploits, and we're going to discuss whether or not exploits, do we consider that cheating or not. But we'll get to all that. So uh, M2 is, is pretty knowledgeable about where cheating has come from, essentially. So do you want to give us a little bit of a, a history lesson of, of cheating? And, and yeah, sure. go for it. So I guess it's going to start off with uh, before games are even digital. I mean, I uh, think of like a pinball machine. What's the first thing that somebody does when they try to get the ball somewhere? They tilt the machine. Um, of course, that leads to the development of, of t- anti-tilt mechanics, and it'll lock up the machine and whatnot. But really, the the first the first actual cheat codes and whatnot came from developers just wanting to uh, really be able to test their games a little bit easier. The Konami code is a good example of that, um, and a lot of it too had to do with uh, uh, basically just people tinkering with their machines. Uh, I don't know if anybody's familiar with like Commodore sixty fours and Amigas and stuff, but in basic, when, when you start up the machine, it's got a basic prompt. What you could do is you just change memory values. And essentially, cheating hasn't changed from that at all. It's still changing memory values on your system. So everything up to, uh, for example, a game genie, that's exactly what that's doing. And then up to using your using CSGO hacks and and whatnot, it's all just changing memory values. And that's, that's where some of this... Uh, a little bit more invasive anti-cheat comes in to try to prevent. Yes, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so there's deep history there and a lot of technological stuff too, but the, the core of it is that it's to give an advantage to, ideally, non-competitive players, right? If you're a competitive player who's using cheats to get by, well, that's something we'll get to as well. But the definition of cheating in online games that I could find is that it's defined as the action of pretending to comply with the rules of the game while secretly subverting them to gain an unfair advantage over an opponent. So classic example is like aimbot, right? Like how many times have you been playing Warzone or playing a game and someone just 
360 no scopes you in the face and you're like, oh, hacks, that guy's hacking. No, it's not. <laughs> all right. So we, we have that all the time, whether they're actually ha- hacking or not. Um, that remains to be seen. But that's a classic example or like getting like unlimited resources in a game, like things like that. So if you do get discovered with a ban, uh, sorry, if you get discovered with cheating, um, a lot of the time you'll get banned. You might be a shadow banned, which is you'll be playing with other cheaters. The, the, comp- the developers will throw you in games with just other cheaters. And just to give you a taste of your own medicine. You might just get suspended. You might get like a three-day suspension, and then you can come back. You might just get kicked out of the game for one game. You might get a demotion of rank uh, or progress removal. Maybe you gained like five levels through a cheating mechanic, and then you, they, you just reverted back to the, the old save or whatever. Uh, but obviously, in online games, it's usually a lot harder to cheat because developers don't want you to cheat, obviously. Um, so, M2, what are some uh, anti-cheat methods that companies implement? So probably the first thing is the 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 classic one that's been used since multiplayer games became a thing has been to never trust the client. So basically, you're running when you connect to a server, you're running two instances of the game. You're running your the instance on your your system, and then the server is running an instance of the game. And in order for the the client and the server to interact, the client has to say, "Well, okay, the user has just clicked. They've just fired their gun, for example." The server has to check if, on their side, that's true or not, if if they've received uh, the same sort of input. And typically, for a server to not trust the client, the more that they don't trust the client, the harder it is to run the server. So you don't want a server running, like, for example, 12 instances of a game. You need an immense amount of power. So... Um, that's basically, that's one of the, one of the easiest and oldest methods of anti-cheat. Um, the second is, uh, basically scanning for if there's any sort of uh, changes in memory values that it shouldn't be changed. The speed, for example, is set in the game. If that speed is set to something super, super fast, instantly the game's going to know it has a, a rule set. But as, as these things get more and more complex, uh, you can kind of trick that rule set, or uh, you can you can do more more tricky things, or even things that maybe aren't even interacting with the game. For example, uh, putting a, a cursor on your screen when you're not supposed to have a cursor and stuff like that. Right, right, yeah, right on. So where so, is where is cheating going from here? So I I think it's right now the method that is being used to cheat in online gaming is still quite primitive. It still involves uh, modifying values on your computer in a, in the memory. Um, I think we're going to start seeing hardware solutions to cheating that are going to be a little more difficult to detect. Um, for example, using the processing power in your uh, in your GPU to have a, a system that learns, um, for example, like what, uh, say you want to throw a grenade somewhere. Well, uh, you, it doesn't show like the arc of where that grenade is going, but why couldn't like a, uh, an AI learn where that's going and display it on a, either a separate method on the screen or simply, uh, even on a separate screen. Um, or something that could even take your input, learn how a user moves around um, to m- make it so that if somebody... So one of the one of the key things with that is if you're watching a cheater, it's pretty obvious. They're either tracking people through walls and whatnot. 
But you could have a system that learns maybe not to track people through walls and it becomes a little more automated. So I think I think that's where it, it could be heading. Yeah. So basically it's just going to get more and more um, covert, I guess. It's just going to be a lot harder to detect over time, which is pretty scary. Not, I don't know if scary is the right word, but it's going to be more a lot diff- more difficult for uh, for developers to combat it for sure. Yeah. Um, before we get into specific games and all that kind of stuff, what do you think of, of someone who actually like just we'll use aimbot as an example. Like if someone just blatantly cheats online, what do you think of their mindset? Like what kind of person do you think does this? So I'll open this up to anybody who wants to jump in. Like who, if someone willingly uses aimbot online and in first person shooter, what, what do you think is going through their mind? Um, I'll start this if that's all right. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I mean, it's, it's going to be different for everyone, right? Like it's probably is no one mindset. It's probably, you know, everyone has a different mindset. I, I can think of anything from, you know, they don't want to put the time in, you know, they work eight hours a day, nine hours a day. They don't have the time. So they just, they just want to get on and just beat the shit out of people and they don't care. Um, to you know maybe they have a really crappy life and they don't and they they want like games but they're not good and they want to be good and they just want to feel good so you know maybe to them it's 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 fine and you know screw everyone else i i want to be able to feel powerful and because i don't feel powerful in my real life and i I don't know if there's one answer but so you're saying these people basically don't care about the consequences of what what happens to other people as long as they are having fun? Yeah, I, I I don't think. Well, I mean, obviously, if they're gonna cheat, they don't particularly care about other people's fun. They just want to mm-hmm. they just want to feel powerful and feel good and yeah, do what they want to do. I'll just add on to that briefly as well. So um, one thing that I remember pretty clearly was when I was playing Team Fortress Two a lot. Um, there were multiple times when we would be playing normally and then one person on the other team, maybe they were dying a lot or something. You could tell when suddenly it was turned on and it was like, ding, 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 ding. All the kills happening in the upper right hand corner. Um, that was out of spite, I think. And then as people were reacting and typing and flaming and suddenly the people weren't able to ban them as well, like they were actually able to like not be kicked off the server in some cases in the early days. That was for a reaction. They were feeding on that, I think. Okay, that so was their new for game. trolling purposes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a good point as well. I wonder if just just off the top of my head now I just I mean, I don't know if this is actually a thing, but I can see and not to sympathize with the cheater, but I can see, you know, some kid, he's got a bunch of friends that play, he wants to, you know, play with his play with people and be accepted and join in on the fun but he's a piece of shit and doesn't want to you know be called out so maybe he turns on a couple of hacks or whatever and figures it out and maybe doesn't go crazy but just enough to make himself look good and, and enjoy the game so with just to bring him up to their level so he's not bringing them down maybe kind of thing. Just like i, I can see that too yeah. okay that's a good point erebus what about what do you think yeah i think uh i think Athricus nailed it on the i think we can all agree that at the very the, the from the crux of it, they they clearly don't employ any empathy for other players. They're they don't uh, 
you know, they, they, they clearly are in it for their own experience and not for others. They, they must know what they're doing is, is causing grief for other players. I think the only other element I would add is that um, there's, there's a lot, fair, fair amount. I've seen compilations of it. Like there's, there's video montages online of streamers getting caught cheating. So I think that streamers are also another element where if they're trying to boost their channel or maybe they're a good personality, but they're not so good at a particular game and they're trying to boost their audience, um, they might be caught up in the addiction of that and uh, and move to some kind of cheating mechanism to uh, help them get better at the game so that they can compete with other streamers in terms of popularity. So I think that's another element to to consider, another demographic of, of cheaters that has clearly grown over time. Yeah. Some good points. M2, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, streamer streaming brings up an interesting issue actually because there's a, I think there, there's a bit of a, a monetary gain behind uh, being good and being popular at the game as well. So mm-hmm. um, they're able to pretty sneakily do it because they can hide things like wall hacks in an instance that isn't being broadcasted, for example, over over OBS. So some streamers have been caught doing that in a very humorous fashion. Yeah, it's very <laughs> embarrassing for them too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, what about those people who actually create these cheats in the first place? Uh, M2, I believe you said you, you actually knew someone who actually created cheats for, was it Crisis? Yeah, Crisis Warhead. I went to college with a, a young man who, uh, if you Google him, uh, he, he went by the, the moniker Longpoke. And okay. he created <laughs> basically the the most popular Crisis Warhead hacks there were. Mostly because... so. I spoke to this individual a little bit, and I don't keep in touch with him now after after college. I, I haven't even seen or heard of him since. And online, he's basically, like, gone. He's he's completely dropped everything he was doing. Oh. But uh, basically, he, he was, for the most part, doing it for fun, but he was also doing it as a bit of a side hustle because he was charging money for these things. Oh, oh was he? Oh, yeah. well, that changes everything. <laughs> wow. So, he he was he was charging money for these crisis hacks and it would if you if even if you youtube like long poke crisis you see people flying around the map they're doing they're aimbotting they're killing all the players instantly and i think a lot of it is the so the people that make them um like he he was a fairly like timid guy in fact he actually did a he did a um a presentation sort of like a, a speech kind of thing on how these exploits worked and whatnot. Cause like nobody else in the class knew who he was. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure Crytek would love to get their hands around his throat at some point. Cause like <laughs> he, he single-handedly killed Warzone or not War, uh, crisis warhead multiplayer. But for, for anybody that did actually play the 12 people that played War, warhead <laughs> multiplayer, yeah. Man. but um, yeah, I mean, f- he he mostly did it for fun, and he was kind of like he wasn't a super like outspoken guy or anything. He's just this sort of computer nerd guy that liked. He also did a few other things. He did um, uh, he did a uh, the Call of Duty World at War land fix. I don't know if anybody ha- used that in the past to to get the Call of Duty cracked Call of Duty World at War going on land. I know I used it. So that <laughs> 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 was way back though, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, he he did a couple other things. He eventually released all the source code for the the stuff that he made online, and uh, he completely just dropped what he was doing. He must be in the security fielder now or something because he's not online anywhere. So no. <laughs> wow. So what do you guys what do you guys think about that? Like, do you think there's something? 
do you think there's something mentally off with someone who is who is willing to create these things and sell them and, and just ruin a game for a developer? Like developers lose out on, on this, right? Like if 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 a game is if a game is rampant with cheats, it's going to ruin the online and no one's going to play anymore, right? So like, what do you think of the people who actually make these these hacks? It's a good question. I I. If there's a market, and if the game companies can't stop the cheats from happening in the game, then I feel like somebody's going to do it, you know? Are you okay with that? <laughs> if the companies can stop it, like, what what's the issue? Is it that they're not investing enough resources in their security and in the, in the development of the game? You know, that is one one portion that the this individual did say was extremely lackluster in this game was the the, the security that was used. And even went as far as to to say on his blog that it allowed remote code execution was a big no no. Like so, yeah, uh, I, I'm not familiar, but is that is that his fault or is it the company's fault for making a bad game? It sounds harsh, but... <laughs> but this sounds like more of a blaming the victim mentality, right? It's saying, like, well, if they didn't make good enough security, they deserve to get hacked. Like, is that oh, is that okay? <laughs> Somebody's going to do it. <laughs> I know someone's going to do it, but, to, like... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not okay. It's not okay. No. And there's differences, too, right? Like, if somebody is hacking... I've, I've had it where somebody hacks and, um, you know they'll be able to shoot instant swastikas everywhere. So suddenly you're looking everywhere and there's swastikas, like, in, in a shape, because the aimbot does that. Like, right. I've seen that in games in the past. That's that's bad. That's yeah. unacceptable in my mind, yes. you know? Yeah. Uh, Erebus or Athrakis, you want to weigh in on this? What do you think? I mean, I, I think that... I, I mean, I, I think it's a fairly... You know, it's it's... We're not... Cheaters are, or or those hackers, I should say, are going to, as as Rekisor said, they're they're there. I mean, yes, we would. I think we could all say we we would prefer them not to be, or they, you know, it's not fair to the developers. There's also murderers on the street. That's not fair that they're out murdering people, but they're they're there. We need, you know, there's police to take care of the murderers, and the gaming developers need good security to take care of the uh, the cheaters. So, or the or the hackers, I should say. So. Um, I think it's again. It's just it's a reality that that that, that exists. We're not going to change the the human element. Um, yes, if we're getting down to the psychology of them, there's clearly something off where they they feel like they need to do that, and uh, and some people may take it as a challenge. Maybe they just want they they enjoy the the challenge of of hacking these games and and trying to beat the developer and view it as a game, right? But again, there's no empathy being employed because they're they're not considering how it affects the end user and, and the companies themselves. Yeah. Cause real so, people are losing money in that. So sense. that's, that's, that's the common thing. If they, and, and, and that's, that goes with, you know, criminals and other people like that, 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 that get on with different types of behavior. So I think it's, it's just a reality that, that exists. Exactly. Like if, if, if bank doors were open all the time and the ATMs were, were not, didn't have proper security, does that make it right to go in at any time and withdraw money for free? right like just because it's you can doesn't make it right yeah and i have stopped playing games because hacking is too prevalent as well yeah oh yeah that has absolutely happened so yeah yeah and uh hip-hop in in the chat says uh security is often the last thing that a company will consider when developing the software and it's something that costs a lot but doesn't bring in profit and i think that's a good point too but really at the end of the day if, if especially if it's an online multiplayer game 
obviously developers need to put more into that. But uh, but Athricus, what do you uh, what do you think about all this? Oh, I mean, obviously, it's it's wrong to take away other people's fun, um, or you know, to kind of I don't want to say steal from a from a company, but you are definitely diminishing the value of of, of a product by you know, cheating. Less people will play. Um, so obviously it shouldn't be done, but yeah, again, there are there are bad people out there who don't who don't care. Yeah. So this obviously, if you're gonna make a game, you the company should value protecting the game and protecting its uh, protecting its property. I guess you could say, but hundred um, percent. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I remember when I was in university, we were in a philosophy class. I was taking. We were taught the concept of free writing. And basically, if you are a free rider, it means that, well, basically the concept of free riding is that if everybody does something, then nobody can do it. So it's basically saying if everybody was to hack a game, then nobody could hack the game because then it would just, it would ruin the game entirely, right? So it's like, basically, if one person's trying to free ride and do something that not everyone is allowed to do, then it just mm-hmm. compromises the integrity of the game, right? So... I think from that perspective, it automatically just makes hacking, you know, not a good practice to do. But yeah, uh, definitely, yeah, for sure. I I wonder if I wonder if someone could or would make a game where it would just give you all the hacks right off the bat. You could see through walls, <laughs> you insta shot one one click, click of one button. I wonder how that would do. So they probably find a way to hack it to make themselves. Yeah. More powerful. <laughs> they can hack it so they have no powers. There, there you go. Yeah, hard for them, yeah. That would be a cool game, though, if you like pick your hack at the start of the game, like aimbot or like invincibility <laughs> or something like yeah, that. Right. Yeah, invincibility. Who would? <laughs> yeah, who wouldn't? Yeah, that was, yeah. 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 Oh man. Um, I I found this Forbes quote online. Actually, it was. Uh, is interesting. It says, perhaps what drives online gamers to cheat is the fallacy that the digital world is not real, the same one that drives many to consume pirated content, thinking that they are just innocently watching content for free, yet they are hurting real people, including emerging artists. And in gaming, there is a particularly odd viral effect when a losing player realizes he or she must cheat to beat the cheater. So it's basically saying like, oh, you know, if you cheat online, who cares? It's only affecting me. It doesn't really matter. Like, it's not really hurting anybody the same way if you download music or whatever. It's like, oh, you're not actually directly harming anyone. At least this is what these people are thinking. Or it gets to the point where they're saying, well, if this person's using aimbot, then I guess I'm going to have to use aimbot. Right? So what, would you have any, do you guys want to weigh in on, on that quote there? Well, I guess I any, anything that happens digitally is it's easy to to categorize as that simply just because it isn't tangible you you exactly. have a yeah. you have a world that like you can't pick it up you can't look at it you need a computer to do so so and i mean some people do have that mindset where uh yeah it it doesn't matter i turn off my computer and it goes away but yeah right and i think the other piece is the anonymity part like it's the whole keyboard warrior mentality of of being able to, you know, you're not, it's not your face or your identity in front of these hacks or in front of these, this process, you're behind an alias or a, you're hidden completely. It's the same thing as when people make these comments, nasty comments online, then they're hidden away and they say stuff that they would never stay, say in real life. Mm-hmm. So the effect, again, it, it, it depersonalizes the effect of what they're doing when they're 
one anonymous and two, you know, it's a digital presence that, that they have. Well, so I guess really the thing that would stop that would be like consequences, right? Mm-hmm. So like um, if if your if your Valve account is banned, like if if I lost my Steam account, <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd be, I'd be devastated. Yeah. I, how many hours do you have actual in actual value though? Yeah. How many hours do you have in Dota? Uh, over a thousand. I'm still terrible. <laughs> I was playing today. It's absolutely pathetic. I'm so bad. <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, the time that you've put in, sure, that progression, but literally just the value of the games alone, not even thinking about that. Like, that could be mm-hmm. thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. That, yeah, that'd be catastrophic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, but so, I mean, does that help, though? You know? I know there's some games. So, like, Dota, in many cases, you can play Dota with... Um, a free account and people will just make a new steam account and install it again i don't know if it detects you know mac address to see if it's from the same machine that's been banned hmm. necessarily but yeah it's it's the case it, warzone is the same it's warzone's free to play and people are just you know they they come out with this pr saying we've banned seventy thousand accounts but then seventy thousand mm-hmm. new accounts just get made right. so so some games yeah, some games like Rainbow Six, for different, like, ranked, you have to have a phone number associated with the account. Dota do, mm-hmm. does that now, too, so it cuts down on that, and it sort of makes it so there are consequences if this account gets banned, arguably. That's a good idea. But is it, like, yeah. do you have to, does it, like, text that number for, like, a security code or something, or is it, can you just put random numbers in? I think it's a security code, yeah. So okay. then it associates that real-life phone number with this now-banned account, so unless you get a new real life phone number, which you can do, I guess, you know, that might not be that difficult. <laughs> if you're truly dedicated, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But you might be. Who knows? Maybe there's people out there who just every week get banned and have to spend another ten bucks on a burner phone. <laughs> from yeah. a from a Canadian perspective, it's a bit of a weird thing. We think like, oh man, who who would go through the trouble of getting a phone number? You see the cost of these plans in Europe. Jeez. You go to the go to the corner store and get a new number for four pounds put the, <laughs> put the sim in your yeah. in your phone and you're good to go so there are yeah. there are some places in europe and emerging markets especially they can get access to phones right. and well emerging markets too you can get access to cheap keys and mm. they're legit yeah for sure so uh anyone else want to weigh in before we uh move on to the uh specifics all right um we're not going to talk a whole lot about what developers can do to stop this. Because, I mean, I'm not a programmer. Uh, I know M2 and Recuse or Ucrise are probably more knowledgeable about this stuff than I am. But we're not going to talk about, like, what they can do exactly to, to stop it. We're, we're just more talking about, like, morally and psychologically and, and stuff like that. Like, do we all agree that if you cheat in an online game, it's wrong? As a blanket oh, statement. Yes. Do we, do we all, does anyone disagree with that? Um, I, I would, I would want to know what the definition of cheating is. So if you're doing something to give you an, I guess, an unfair advantage over others in an online game, is that wrong? In an, in an online game, I would say yes. Okay. So like using a third party thing to make something happen, basically. Yeah. Erebus, yeah. you agree with that? Um, Yes. And I would argue that, well, it, yeah, I, I don't know how specific we're writing yet, but I would say 
uh, cheating in an online game I have witnessed by, I would argue, by Athricus. Oh, okay. Oh, this is getting interesting. And I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's 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 cheating, and I don't know the full specifics of what you were doing, but I know you were doing stuff with your mouse and different macro type stuff in WoW, I believe. Was it you were like what were you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I need to so, grab some popcorn. This so so I, I I know you were and you can weigh you can obviously speak to you for yourself on what you were doing, but I know at one point it was years ago. I remember you were talking to me about you were you were trying to there was something with Blizzard you were concerned about. I, I can't remember exactly what it was, yeah. but you were about being detected. So yeah, I'll hand it over to you, sir. Uh, I was worried about. Um, uh, using Razor Synapse macros. Um, and I was actually able to somehow get an actual answer from a GM saying that I could do this. And I got okay. an email to prove it and everything. And it, it was all it was was um, at the time I was having weird hand problems um, on my left. Uh, both or I can't remember. Um, but either way, all I was doing was allowing it so that instead of having to constantly click the same button a thousand times, I could hold the button down and it would click it for me um, hmm. constantly. So it was just a repeating. But, but were you were you doing were you doing stuff as well that was rotating multiple moves together through your macros? Um, nothing like that in Razor Synapse. There's stuff uh, in the Macro Maker and WoW that I was doing. Okay. Um, okay. But like that's just the standard macro, the wow macro stuff. That's that's all legit. Um, right. But I don't think there was anything like that. Actually, I can look it up. You you made a good sounds. point there, uh, which was going to lead to my next point actually. Um, and, and we talked about it a bit earlier too. Like, what about gamers who just want to be able to compete with their friends? I know M two gave that example, or I think it was M two, or no, Africus. I think that was saying like if you're if you're really bad at a game and you just want to fit in and play with your friends like is it wrong to use a hack just to get you up to their level or what about those with uh actually who actually have disabilities and and like Athricus was saying he said that he had hand cramps or his hands were having issues I, yeah my hands were getting really tired really fast at the time so um, is is that still unfair for someone who's having issues physical issues if they it can't it, properly play the game it, it for me it depends because I'll use the Oscar Pretorius example of the guy. Do you remember that guy? Well, he ended up like murdering his wife or something, but that's a whole other topic. Yeah, but he, yeah. But, he, but but I'm talking about his actual career. So he used he he was the the Blade Runner or whatever you want to call it. So he was use he had a disability. So he you know he had no legs. So he he uh, he had these these the argument was that he was faster with these Blade Runner things or whatever because of you know, with these, these leg things that made him actually faster and he didn't get as fatigued as quickly. Mm -hmm. So I guess my only issue with that would be is if I'm competing with somebody in wow on DPS and because someone has issues, uh, they're using something that's outside of the scope of the game, a third party to make it easier for them to boost their numbers and potentially do better because of that. Maybe, I, I maybe, maybe not in this situation, but just as an, ex if that existed, I wouldn't be okay with that because then it, just because they have a disability and they're using something to make them better, but it actually makes them better than they would have been otherwise. Um, and it, it, I, it, it would affect me if I'm, if in my game that I'm, I, I would think it would, I think it would affect me. Well, I think, I think especially with wow, cause that's, that's what we're mainly talking about, I guess at the moment, um, what I was doing specifically could absolutely be used to make myself better. 
um, which is why Blizzard GMs do not go into specifics. They will not say, yes, you can do this, no, you can do that. Even though I did get that guy to say it's okay, I don't think he was allowed to do that. Um, but yes, I, 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 he told me, that's fine, you can do it, just make sure it doesn't click a button any more than a quarter of a second at a time, or faster than a quarter of a second. So you made um, the GM I, lose his job, basically. Essentially. <laughs> it's, it's out now, he's screwed. Um, but no, he, he said, you know, and a quarter of a second is not bad, is not fast at all. Like, you can spam a button, like, so 10 times a second. The, the question is, did you ask because you were scared of being banned, or did you ask because of the empathy for other players and ruining their gaming experience by you cheating? I mostly um, see. It's a trick question because I wasn't cheating. Either, piece of shit. <laughs> what, I, what I can say is, I, I was certainly wasn't worried about um, affecting anyone else. Um, I was more worried about um, whether their systems could detect that I'm not clicking a, t, uh, a key, and the th- whether the third party would show up on the radar as as a third party program that's doing something for me. And the whole one click equals one action was a little vague as well. Um, mm-hmm. But honestly, if I, I mean, technically, he, he, he was very specific, you, quarter of a second, uh, one click every quarter of a second. Um, but absolutely, I could have it like 100 clicks a second and be faster on my rotation than, than someone else. Mm-hmm. And that would be cheating. So technically, what, I was, what I'm doing could be used as cheating, certainly, if I was to ramp up the, the clicks per second. Um, but I certainly don't think anything, <laughs> I certainly don't think anything like that. I, I couldn't, I wouldn't be better doing that. It, just holding a button versus clicking a button. That's not going to make me better. Again, like I said, I could click a button up like 10 times a second if I wanted to. Yeah. But you know, we'll, we'll come back to this. Cause like, like we have so much we need to get to, and, and this is a, g- a good discussion too, <laughs> but, but Rekuzor and M2, th- th- did you want to weigh in on this specifically about, uh, like, do you think just to be able to compete with your friends or, or disability purposes? Like, do you I, think, I, yeah, go ahead. I think that brings up an interesting point because, uh, for example, I, I saw a, a streamer just the other day who, uh, he's totally disabled. He can't use his hands or anything, and he he kicks ass at like Warzone by blowing into a straw. I saw that guy. Like, yeah. Seriously? Like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Like, this guy is this guy is next level. Like he's so I, I think if if someone can't like genuinely can't play the game, they like there are like there are ways around it, but uh, I I don't know that anybody should be given a. In a in a in a computer game, they should be. I don't think anyone should be given an artificial advantage over anyone else. So it should be a, a level playing field as far as uh, any sort of um, any any sort of input and output macros. For example, uh, a game can limit how many inputs you can do in a second, and uh, they can set it so that it is something fairly reasonable that a macro would still be effective. Or if someone was really really good at clicking they could do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. Yeah. So just to add on to that. So let's say there's a controller, right? Let's say you're playing with a, a modified Xbox controller that has like the lever situation. If you guys are familiar, have you seen things like that? Mm-hmm. So that can arguably help you react faster. But as Matt is saying, if we were, or sorry, as M2 is saying, if we were limiting that in the programming, that just means that, great, you have good reflexes. I think that's acceptable. I think that if there's digital limits to ensure that you can't go over a certain amount, 
You know, imagine if a bullet, uh, a gun could be fired every single time the button input was pressed with no delay whatsoever. Like, right. <laughs> what well, goes back to the old the old days when you could buy like a turbo button for your controllers? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't know. Uh, I, I didn't. I'd like to look that guy up after just to see him play. But uh, I, I think it was, was it. Uh, is he Rocky I, I, No Rocky No Hands or something like that? It's something. It's <laughs> the No No Hands is in his name, but I, he's been he's been playing stuff for years, and he he uses some contraption to to blow into something that controls the entire game. It's it's insane, right? Yeah. But then it's like if that was widely available for for everybody, then this. Does that make it okay, right? Like, contraption. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's the. Th- but I'm, I'm again. I'm just playing de- devil's advocate here. Like, you you need to watch this guy. That you'll understand. Like that that would. would I know you're. I know you're. I understand your question. Because yeah, if there if there's a combination, and, and like I said, I'm a teacher, right? I'm all about like having accommodations for everybody, making everyone have equal opportunity and it's like equity over equ- equality, right? Like so, in in gaming too, like. Yeah, I'm all for people if they if if they can't play a game because they have a certain uh, physical limitation, for example. Yeah, let them help. But if if people who just want to be elite and dominate find these uh, accommodating, I don't know if hacks is the right word, but if they find these programs and use them, that causes a whole other issue, right? But I guess it mm-hmm. depends on mm-hmm. how widely available they are, and maybe if you need to like contact the developer directly and show proof of the certain disability or something maybe they could go that route but yeah um so we we kind of talked about does online cheating have real consequences i think i think it does right it can reduce the player base it can developers will lose revenue just because people will not play right um do, do we agree with that or 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 not like, do, do you think cheating does have consequences, or is it just kind of harmless? It there, does there are it, consequences. Yeah, it hurts anybody trying to play legitimately. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think we, I think we'll agree on on that. Unless Athacris or Erebus, you want to dispute that, but I, I'm pretty sure it's pretty clear cut, in my opinion. Yep. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Um. Um. What about the the opposite end of this? If you're somebody who dominates a game and you win every time, does that couldn't you also argue that that would ruin the experience for other players? If you're just someone like like for example, like I remember uh, Erebus and I were playing ball hockey one time, and uh, this guy joined us, and he was actually like a semi well, he was a professional hockey player, and he joined our group, and he destroyed everybody. Like the team he was on, like it wasn't even fun really because he was so good just running past people and scoring like he probably got like 20 goals that game so he was so good it was ruining it for everyone else i remember when we we were younger too uh we'd all play smash bros together and atherkis no offense you weren't on my level me and erebus's level right and we would play you all the time and we'd we'd kick your butt all the time and i'm sure it wasn't as fun for you as it was for us just kicking kicking your butt all the time oh thanks i'm glad you had fun that's good (laughs) (laughs) this is harsh right Right? so if someone is is cheating and saying like oh i I want to i don't want to ruin the game by not not being good like but on on the other end of it like does it ruin the game if you're too good does it ruin it for everyone else i mean in in an online game it's i would hope that most games like that would have some sort of a system where if you're amazing you get put with better players 
Um, just like so an you're ELO, not, ELO system, yeah. Some sort of an ELO system, so you're not stomping noobs, mm-hmm. uh, which would absolutely be not fun. It would probably hurt the game in the long run, similarly to to cheating, I, I would think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so ELO system is a good way to combat that, for sure. I, I think we'd get bored for the, the player that was dominating like that would get bored after a while. In, mm-hmm. like, I never got bored of beating Athricus in Smash Bros. <laughs> no, yeah, I, 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 there, are, there are people out there that, that enjoy pummeling the people. Challenge. They oh, just yeah. enjoy taking people on. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. But no, I, for sure. Like if you're destroying everybody, yeah, eventually, I'm sure boredom would set in for sure. Uh, Let's kind of switch gears a little bit, though. What about if you cheat in an offline game? So this, I think we'll have a little bit more uh, debating here because obviously online cheating is going to uh, to be a bit harmful. But do you, do you think it's in, there? a blanket statement, is cheating offline okay? Does anyone have any initial thoughts on that before we go into specifics? Um, depends. It if- depends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I ahead. think that it's important to note that anything you end up doing in that, like any achievements you get, if you want to share any any great pictures, it's like, oh man, look what I did. If you try to pass that off to anybody you know in a social context at all whatsoever, as if you didn't use the cheat, that's wrong. Interesting. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good point. Yeah, it's it's wrong. It's a psychology issue, but I guess the gray area for me is is not. I I, for me, I don't care what people do in in an online game that has no online, or sorry, an offline game that has no online functionality. But for example, Diablo uh, three on the Switch, for example, is you can play it offline. Um, The Switch is hacked to death. If you guys didn't know, it's completely like you can hack it very easily. Um, So the leaderboards on Diablo three are ruined on switch and that's a big draw for me for the game in terms of the rift leaderboards and uh just trying to get into the top a thousand every season and they're ruined on switch so i'm not actually directly being impacted by well i am directly being impacted i guess in a sense because it's it's ruining my leaderboard experience but i'm not playing directly with those cheaters they're just hacking their switches making infinite you know maxed out items and then topping the leaderboards and then that shows up in my online experience so for me that that is wrong because it's affecting yeah, because uh, I would almost argue that is kind of still cheating online. Like you're you're doing it to yourself, but it still is affecting an online portion of the game, right? Yes, but I guess that's where I'm trying to understand where we're going with this. Because, well, yeah, okay. If we're just talk, if we're talking strictly offline, strictly, strictly, off, strictly offline, like a fully I, I single no, player I, experience, I, I do not care what people do. Don't care. Okay. Um, I'll just share a quick anecdote from Morrowind. Elder Scrolls 3. I hear the music in my head as I say it. Um, I started using console commands. So uh, COC was a very common console command, and you could teleport places. So you would get a quest, COC, the name of the thing in your quest book, and you just appear there. But by doing that, you're cutting out the travel, which is a significant portion of the gameplay. And I did not have the self-controller. I didn't continue to enjoy the game normally once I learned how to do that. You say you sorry. You said you couldn't enjoy the game after that, or or, or you I wasn't able to enjoy the game fully. Like between that and like, right. okay, well, I'm about to die. I can either die and reload, or I can press the command thing, click the enemy, set its health to zero, set my health to full. Like, 
why why die and reload that that's a really good point so you're basically saying if you cheat offline or at least in regards to moral win it kind of devalues the game and it, it yeah i personally found it more or less enjoyable okay Athricus, do you have any thoughts on this uh yeah i i i totally agree with what Erebus said i i it's you know what people would do in their own time as long as it doesn't affect me that's fine um you know do do what you're going to do but i think there's um there's a lot of talk online about the spirit of a game and how cheating in that game even if you're not really affecting anyone else kind of takes away from the game itself and and what the game's all about and sure you know you get to experience the end of the game if it's a story game or or you get to experience the game in general and you didn't really work towards that so you're kind of i feel like you're getting something for nothing for something that other people had to to work for and i don't know if i like that yeah i uh so Yes, I can understand the argument of the developer. Like, the developer made the game with an intention of people experiencing the game a certain way. And, uh, um, you know, there's two things that come to mind. The first one being Skyrim. What's prolonged Skyrim uh, outside of the actual game is, is, and I don't know if you would call this cheating, but people have modded the game to death. They put, like, Thomas the Tank Engine in the game. They've done, like, crazy stuff. <laughs> and they've made, like, people play that game Invincible. They play the game with, like, they do a whole bunch of stuff to it. And it's really, you know, everyone. the whole appeal of that is you can experience the game any way you want. You can customize it and tailor it any way you want through third-party tools. Um, the other one, and I actually went on Discord because uh, I'm very into Pokemon right now, and I actually asked a few people on the Discord that I'm on, uh, that I'm a community that I'm involved with in the game, um, you know, because a lot of them, and I, don't, I know we're not talking about exploits per se right now, but but they, a lot of them, you know, enjoy the, the 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 cheating and the exploits and different things you can do in Pokemon. And some one guy told me that that's one of the things he likes to do is Pokemon Red and Blue. And you guys might more understand it more from a programmer perspective, which had no online function, functionality. You could play with your friends through a link cable, but had no online functionality. But people love playing those games and finding like the missing no glitch, the Mew glitch, hacking it, making it like trying everything they can to to cheat in that game and make themselves more like they enjoy that that chase of finding issues to like mess up the code in the game like they they so that prolongs the experience for them they play it longer because of of that of going through that process so uh i i don't think it's again it's it's what people how people want to experience their games it's it's and it's not affecting me so i don't i, I don't yeah, you know, developers might want them to experience it a certain way, but to me, it doesn't matter. You could experience the game you want the way you want. Yeah, good points for sure. Like, I, I like if I were to cheat in a game like Pokemon, for example, like and just do a hack, like use like a Game Shark or something, and just get all the Pokemon instantly without earning them. Like, I'd get bored so fast, right? Like, without yeah. using that struggle and the authentic experience to actually go through and earn everything yourself. Like, to me, it's like there's no point in playing it. M2, did you want to add anything to this? Yeah, well, I guess for for talking about strictly offline, because, I mean, there, there is sort of a gray area. There's an area where you have things like speed runs and, like, mm-hmm. you're not playing against people, but you technically are kind of thing. That's a good point, too. Uh, yeah. the, the, whole, the whole Twin Galaxies thing that happened a little while back with, like, Todd Rogers and uh, Billy Mitchell, how they were these, oh, they were these right, big, yeah. big deal uh, old school gamers that were basically just full of shit 
yeah, <laughs> it turns out. So, and I mean, they never played like they never really played against people. They played against a score. They played against, and they they, they got very popular based off of their their supposed skill in the game. And, and so, it, I think that there can be a bit of a gray area. I think another another area too is if um, someone is. Uh, uh, cheating and they they ruin the experience of the game and then they go and write a review about that and they mm-hmm. say oh no this game is horrible like it yeah well you've mm. you've skipped to the end you've you haven't done you haven't played the game or maybe even worse they say oh this game is great because they love it they love they love getting straight to the fight or they love getting straight to the just the sweet spot of the game really the game might not be that good so yeah a little bit of a gray area <laughs> yeah no, that that's that's some good points for sure. Um, I, I guess uh, we'll go back to what Arab said for a second. Uh, for, for, he was talking about like exploits and stuff lit from the Pokemon community. If it, so, hacking is when you deliberately use like a third party device or tool or something to to alter the game. But if there is a blatant exploit in a game that that can potentially affect the online uh, or not. Do you think that's an issue? Like, do, do you have an issue with using exploits if developers are leaving it in the game? What do you mean affecting the online? Like, what do you mean? Like, are you are you talking about the Pokemon example? Like the well, we can be, yeah. Like, so do you want to explain that one? But the max, yeah. Raids? So in max raids, um, there is a algorithm that was discovered oh sorry so in pokemon you can do max raids you can fight a giant what's called a dynamax pokemon with a group of four um and you take down the pokemon together in a raid format and then you can catch it so what happens is there's dens that you can go to uh out in the wild area the open world environment and there's an algorithm uh that's been set up it's called a, a seed check in which you can figure out by manipulating the date and time on your switch how to guarantee um, a shiny encounter with the Pokemon that you're hunting. And then you can share that shiny encounter through the raid format online. So the discord communities I'm a part of people post up, I found it, I have a shiny Raichu and then they repeatedly host that raid. So that bunch of people can come in and catch that Raichu and use it on their team. So what it's done is it's devalued completely shinies in terms of online my, you know, how I've argued this before is is there was always hacking in Pokemon. Like throughout the whole all generations of Pokemon, you could get shinies through Game Shark means and different things like that. Um, in this case, they're still completely legitimate Pokemon. Like if I catch it, it's still my. I'm the owner of it. It's got its ID. Like there's no way to detect that this person used the exploit at all um, to to get that shiny. Uh, but it's certainly set up a way for me to get shinies on my team. However, it's not. They're not hacked Pokemon, so they're not. They don't have increased stats. They don't have any different values. Um, it just means that you run in when you're fighting online, doing competitive Pokemon. A lot of people have shiny Pokemon, so that's that's and that's completely through an exploit in the game. Completely like it, and it, it's 100 percent an exploit. It's yeah. but it's it's very comp. It takes a, two or three hours to do the the seed check and then manipulate. You have to go through these shift frame things uh, to find it. So it is pretty complicated to do. Like it's not quick to do or you could just go on uh, discord and find people hosting it and just join random games i'm talking about from the hacker's perspective though. from from the, the hacker's hacker. perspective yes yeah yeah so <laughs> I, I yeah I, I so i have done it many many times uh i've caught 
80 or 90 shinies. <laughs> I know Calthar doesn't like it. Uh, but again, uh, it does not affect my gaming experience. It doesn't affect... If I battle Kel'Thar, I'm fighting him with legit Pokemon. They're just shiny. So uh, they're... You know, he. It, 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 I guess Kelthar, you could argue that you know you're mad that the shinies are devalued, but there has not been a Pokemon game. There, there are still hackers, so there's still there's still um, hacked raids. There's people hosting missing no raids. There's people hosting. Uh, they're using third a third party tool to put Pokemon in the game that you shouldn't even be able to get yet with different stat values, different things like that. So that still exists, um, but it's never been this blatantly easy to get shinies because the thing with max raids you have four people facing the same pokemon and when you beat the pokemon it gives every single person the option to catch that pokemon i would argue with you there i could put a game shark in my game boy years ago and get 999 master balls and catch a thousand use and then fight you and i could do yes but that is that is a blatant cheat i'm talking about exploits okay yeah well, an exploit you perspective. Could duplicate uh, you could duplicate master bars with with the missing no glitch as well i mean glitch or exploit it's your call whatever you want to call it but isn't that the same thing yeah so i would i would call that cheating myself yes Hmm. i'm a pretty like i don't like if i play skyrim i use no mods like i do not like using mods in any game i know i'm probably in the minority there but i just i like playing a game from the um, didn't you the just way that de- mods on, didn't you just set mods up on your VR Skyrim? Okay, or you been, I was going to say the only exception is VR Skyrim <laughs> because it's VR. I want it to be the best experience possible. Although the core game is exactly the same, it's just graphical enhancements. That's it. That's the only okay, what a- graphical enhancements. Are you sure in VR <laughs> Skyrim? <laughs> <laughs> Physics enhancements. Uh, no. Graphical enhancements. <laughs> so yeah, but you're 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 talking from a very you're 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 very talking from a very isolated point of view because there's people that would argue they have an ultra widescreen monitor in Skyrim and they're enhancing their game the yes. same way you are from VR so it's the yeah. same I know same place. and and yeah maybe it's a little hypocritical of me but like I said that's the only game or I be, I believe I guess wow I kind of do it too just to to and I use a very very limited amount of mods just to <laughs> I don't do anything in WoW to make anything drastically different. It's mostly like DPS meters, and like that's pretty well it. Like nothing. What nothing about crazy. Uh, what about what about Minecraft texture packs? <sighs> and what about deadly boss mods in WoW? That's 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 that is completely a third party tool that tells you how to do the fights. That's a okay. good point. That was a bad one. Let me let me rephrase this. You guys make me look bad here. Um, <laughs> In single in single player experiences, almost exclusively, I never ever use mods because I want to play the game the way the developer intended. I guess that's where I'm going with this. Except for WoW, because that's not a single player game. So I would say, <laughs> well, your Pokemon example that you're talking about, Game Freak can easily take it out of the game, and they haven't, and they know people are doing it. So like they they don't, yeah they they have a they have a mechanism to ban ban pokemon that have altered stats but they don't care about the shiny thing they don't yeah and there's the shinies are just cosmetic i know but again it's still something that affected the online community directly and it's something that i personally don't like to do and if you want to do it fine but that's that's fine do you guys want to weigh in, in on that at all or anything any comments on that i guess certain things like for example you brought up uh minecraft 
uh, certain things are almost a platform for mods. I mean, mods and cheating are kind of, it can be a little bit, they're quite a, a bit of a separate thing in most cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Mod is just literally like in the word, it just modifies the game, whether that's like, like I find a cheat and a hack severely alters to give you an advantage. Like how many mods out there actually give you an advantage in the game? So to put it out there, um, it's interesting for a little while there, uh, you could unlock cheats in games, which were effectively when they were implemented like that, they were just game modifiers. So you guys mm. remember like a big head in golden high. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I would argue that that is by their own definition in a way it's cheat, but it would actually also do an advantage, but for everybody equally, I guess. So, okay. So you're yeah, saying right? if you use a cheat, like in local multiplayer or, or an online game that everybody has the same cheat, yeah. is that an issue? I would say and no. And I guess so many games but, now, they just have those. It's like, you can change that in the lobby, right? It's just like a modifier now. Like a mu- mutator, I guess. Anymore. Yeah. A mutator, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that you, I'm glad you brought that up. That actually brings up a good point. Like, what about in an uh, specifically in an offline game? What is there any issue in cheating in the game after you've beaten it? If you beat the beat it the authentic way, you get to the end and then you unlock these cheats or or just happen to use hacks just to see what the game looks like after. Is there an issue with that? Anybody want to weigh in there? You know, again, unless it's a social situation where you're comparing your stats or metrics against somebody else's, no, I think it's okay, honestly. Mm-hmm. You, again, you might ruin your own enjoyment of the game at that stage. You might sort of see behind the scenes, and uh, well, I think that t- takes away my argument as well. Like if if you're finishing the game the way the developer intended, and you're you're respecting the spirit of the game and beating it, and then you you know after that you can fly and use you know Kamehameha wherever the hell you want to, then sure, that's I don't see a problem with that. Okay, um, I know there's there's things called trainers um essentially what a trainer is is it it if i'm understanding this correctly i think Arabus can weigh in on this too unless you guys all know what this is but you can pay for a hack essentially that will severely modify the game you're playing offline whether it's like assassin's creed or, or anything to make the game essentially ridiculously easy so that you don't have any challenge. Am I am I correct in that, Erebus, or is there something? Yeah, it's 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 there's trainer websites. Trailard, uh, who's been on the podcast before, showed me them. He hates challenge in video games. He he does not. He wants to play a game for the story and the story alone. So that whenever there's a difficulty that you know is basically, he goes on the lowest difficulty typically. Uh, and if this if a game has a trainer option, he he was paying. I think I think he said it was a monthly subscription or something that he was paying to get access to this stuff. So his argument was that he could he wanted to be invincible in the game and just completely overpowered so that he could go through the the game invincible and and experience just the story of the game and not the I guess gameplay mechanics that the developers intended for you to experience. Like why? That's my question. Like would any I, first of all okay, would any of you like to play a game like that? I mean, so Assassin's Creed Odyssey had a mode where you could, there was no enemies and you could just take in the scenery. Exploration mode or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, but you're not know, actually again, playing, like, you're not actually playing the game, though. 
Yeah. A lot of games do that now, though. Like Doom, as an example. Doom Eternal that came out. Like, they have a mode where it's like, choose this if you just want the story. Yes. It says that. If it's an option in the game, (laughs) then yeah, sure. But, like, if you're paying a subscription to get something that severely alters the game to make you literally invincible. Like, to me, if you're just trying to get the story, go watch a movie. Like, that's the way I look look at it. Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't agree with that. That that that's a I would argue that the choice of if as as Rekusor just said, some games are giving you the choice. So if Trailer likes to experience the games that way and said game isn't giving him the choice, and it's again not affecting anybody online, uh, and he wants to experience the game that way and the game's denying him that choice that he argues they should be providing him. Why not be able to go get a third party to enable that for it? Can I just put another question out there really quickly? Yeah. So if somebody was doing this for, um, I don't know, give me an example of a game with medium challenge. Uh, Halo 2 campaign. (laughs) Sure. Halo 2 campaign compared to like Dark Souls or Sekiro, right? Mm -hmm. Where is known to be very challenging. Like mm-hmm. that's different. I think I think it's more of a sin of a gaming sin to do that with a game like Dark Souls or Sekiro. Yeah, like if you use this for Dark Souls to get through and just you wanted to see every boss in the game, right? And really, you shouldn't be able to see the end coolest bosses in the game unless you earn your way there. But if you're just invincible the whole time, like yeah, yeah. But if all you care about is the graphics in a game and you want to just see the whatever story is in Dark Souls, and you've being. Like, yeah. why not? Why? Why would you? Why? Why is that a? You've paid for the mean? game. You've paid for the content. You should be able to enjoy it how you want. I can see that argument being made too. I will think less of people for that. But <laughs> oh, I would. Def- I, I would never. I and let me be clear. I would never ever do that myself. I think it's the dumbest thing in the world, personally. <laughs> but I do understand the rationale behind it, and I do think it challenges. I think that part of the argument, in my opinion, because it's my own argument, is. Uh, that he, he the, the choice isn't there. A lot of games are giving you the choice to experience a game a certain way, and if gamer the gaming developers are just refusing to provide that option, then and he has to go and seek a third party option. Uh, do I think the people offering this and charging money for it are insane? Yes, I think that's ridiculous. I think it should be yeah, free. I think that's. Uh, a bit I, of I don't think it's fair to the to the. I don't think when you're paying for a third party tool like that, you should have to pay for it uh, because it's mm-hmm. it, you're using it to modify a game that the developers probably haven't given you permission to do, but, uh, but, uh, but, uh, I think he should have the right to do that. If he, if he, if he so chooses. Sure. This is the first time I've heard of somebody actually paying for a trainer. I mean, t- yeah. t- typically a trainer was like, um, I'm thinking like back in like, like 99, 98, 2000, a trainer was basically an offline hack. It was doing the same thing that a hack does, but it wasn't used for an online game. It was used for something like SimCity. I think the like, trainer, if the paid trainer, I believe, like the subscription of it, I looked on the website a little bit. Uh, I'm not fully researched on it, but I think it's kind of the same as comparing something like Cody to Netflix. It's like if you want to just pay a subscription and have, uh, you know, easy, it, it just makes it very easy. Like the process. It's, it's like it really automatically applies it to like any game. You don't need to go. Whereas you can go and do, the, do it yourself and manually set it all up. But I think they just package it in a way that's, that makes it super simple to to use and set up similar to like, you know, we can all get movies and stuff for free through Cody and all that stuff and set it up. It's just a bit more complicated than just buying a Netflix subscription and having it just kind of set up for you. 
So, hmm. right. Atherkiss, you want to weigh in on this? Um, I, I agree that it should be the option. Certainly, or, or sorry, I, I agree that we shouldn't remove the element of choice. Um, in any aspect uh, of life in general, but um, I, I definitely agree that um, the person that does that, um, you should not be friends with that person. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think it should go on their permanent record in some form <laughs> or, or like brand brand somewhere on their body. Uh, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, well, we'll call trailer after this. So you can say, share that with yeah, them. Yeah. I will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, um, so okay, so I think we we relatively are saying that if you're playing offline, as long as you're not directly affecting anyone else, you're you can pretty well do what you please. Are, are we all? Yeah. we're pretty good with. Well, that. I think I I think Rekusor nailed it. You but you bought the game if if you want to exp- yeah. however you want to experience it is your your rights. Yeah, you should be allowed to do that absolutely. And again, and and going back to M 2s uh, comment about those those speedrunners and stuff. Like as long as you're not playing offline and and uh, what what's the, what's the word? Like you're not. Um, you're not passing off a, a, a hack as your own achievement. Yeah, like exactly right. You're playing an offline game, but you're not like pretending to be better than you really are like you're not you're not openly telling people you're using this hack basically then that would be an issue especially if you're trying to like make money or something like that but even not even beyond that yeah it's better to just be transparent with things like that you should there should be no benefit whatsoever socially or otherwise to doing this yeah that's a good point for sure uh, let's go get into some specific game examples here. And uh, some are exploits and some are, are uh, actually, I think, and some are, are, some are, but we'll get into it. So uh, let's talk about Animal Crossing for a second. This was a, a, a huge thing that people talk about. Um, are, is anybody not familiar with Animal Crossing here? Not as familiar, but maybe a quick breakdown would be good. Yeah. I know a game called Animal Crossing exists. Sorry, I'm a hardcore PC gamer, so I know a little bit about it. <laughs> no, it's all good. So in Animal Crossing, basically what the, the the way the game is designed is that it's in real time. So like if you're if it's 8 a.m. in the real world, then it's 8 a.m. in the game, right? So there are activities that should take like a few days to, to do, right? If you plant a tree, it should take like three days for it to grow, like that kind of thing. So what people have been doing is playing the game, time traveling forward to the end of the to the next day like they do everything they can do in, a, in one day like they go to a shop they buy everything in the shop and that's it then they'll they'll go to their switch dashboard move the time forward one day and then go back in and then it's like a whole day has passed and then they start playing again and then the shops are refreshed and maybe their trees are all grown and, and stuff like that so this has been a hot topic online because some people are saying oh it's cheating you shouldn't do it it's affecting the online other people are saying exactly what Rex was saying. I paid my $60. I should be able to do what I want. Right. So do you think it's not an explicit hack, but it is an exploit, right? So do you think this is a morally gray area or, or completely wrong? Or do you think who cares? Let them do what they want. And Erebus, you're, you're, you're familiar with the game too. So you can probably weigh in a bit more, but yes, go ahead. Let let me get, let me get this straight as someone who hasn't played animal crossing. People can, do something where they plant like three trees and normally they have to wait like a day before the tree comes and then they just put the clock forward 
and then they have the trees and maybe whatever items it gives them. I don't know. And that that also carries over to like a multiplayer. Yes. So there is a multiplayer, uh, <laughs> a, a big multiplayer aspect to the game, right? You can have people visit your town. You can trade people. You can give people money. So the problem was like one big thing and Nintendo actually did address this. But what you could do is there was a bank in the game. So what you could do is deposit like a few thousand bells as the currency and you actually gain interest on these bells every day that it's in the bank. So what people would do would go back to the year like 2000 and then fast forward to the year 2020 and then they have like a billion or like tons and tons of money. Oh my god. I deposited that's this gold port- in 1902. <laughs> that's exactly design. it. Right? That's so just badly designed. And so a lot of people were doing that and then they automatically had unlimited money and then they could buy anything they wanted and then it was ultimately affecting the online community. So some people were arguing who cares it's my game, I don't care. But like I personally I don't like it at all. And uh yeah. So Erebus has someone else who actually played this game. Like what do you what do you think about that? Disagree with you entirely. I think it's a completely well. I I I, I agree with you that I don't like it, but I <laughs> I don't. Um, it's again the argument of some people play Animal Crossing and hate the real time element. Yes, it's a core mechanic of the game, but a big thing. If you go on YouTube and search Animal Crossing, people say, "Look at my five star town," because the entire end game of that game is designing the coolest town you can. So it's the same as going in. So let's look at Minecraft. You could, you, the real way to play Minecraft is starting the struggle of collecting your resources and building it up. But you can go into, I think it's called creative. I don't play Minecraft, but I think it's called creative mode or something where you have just unlimited everything and you can build. That's what people want in Animal Crossing. They want unlimited resources, unlimited everything so that they can. So Animal Crossing should build. have a creative mode, you're saying, for these people. N- well, you could. Yes, you could. Yes. A better game design would to keep those people separate that are doing the date skip. But a lot, there, it's it's a tough argument for me because there's no competitive aspect of that game at all. There's there's no competition. It's the competition, I guess, is comparing your talents with your friends. It's more of a social competition. Yeah, it's a, it's a social game. So it's not like, yes, the guys that are doing the time skip because a lot of YouTubers do the time skip because they want to have the coolest town as quickly as possible and broadcast to everybody what they're doing and give people ideas. But but again, some people that's all they care about in the game, so they don't they don't care about the the grind. They just want the end game so that they can just design their town how they see fit. Can I put a suggestion out there? I think you just started to say it really well there, Erebus. Um, what if, like, if it detected that this time skip had happened, you just can't connect to anybody else? You can continue to play solo on that save file, but that save file can then no longer do anything multiplayer. It would work. It's just, again, for the big, for the YouTubers and big kind of community people that have like there's a lot of people that you know there's people that do weddings in the game or or different things you know yeah. really, really social type things. I saw your eyes. I love these on. reactions and too. You're like, what kind of game is this? There's people that do like they they enact that, that when the whole uh, there was a big movement when the whole uh, coronavirus hit and everybody was like doing things with their family in the game that. Uh, PG things that in the game that uh, they could, you know, you didn't uh, need to clarify. They, could, they couldn't do it in real life. Well, I don't know, help clarify, but uh, yeah. So it's 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 just a it's a tough it's a tough one for me. If the, I would certainly disagree with it if there was any sort of competitive aspect to the game, mm-hmm. um, but sure. it, there isn't in this case. Okay. Anyone else want to weigh in on that before we move on to another example? Okay. 
Uh, we talked about the Pokemon shiny exploits. I think I think we're we're good on that, unless anyone else wants to say anything. Um, the only the only thing I would say there is again, and I asked people on the Discord about that the the, the exploit because the other thing you can do in Pokemon is um, there's what's called Sysbot. So on a Discord, you can write, go in, create your Pokemon. You don't even know about this, Kelther. I haven't told you this yet. You can create your Pokemon down to the name of it, uh, the name of the trainer, your your ID of your trainer to make it look like it's your Pokemon. Oh, no. You can pick if it's shiny. You can pick all of its moves. Um, again, if you, ma- if you make an illegal Pokemon, the game detects it. So as soon as you go online, the Pokemon's deleted. I checked this. I asked okay. a few people. So, but the Sysbot, the website that you use has a legality check. So it'll, it'll show a green check mark after you create the Pokemon. And then you go online and it's what it is, is people are running these programs on their switches 24 seven. And then you, it, the, the system automatically sends you a link code and then you trade them and you get that Pokemon in an egg and then it hatches. And then it's your, po- like it's, it's completely yours. So I asked people about that because that to me is also blatant cheating to get the Pokemon you want. But the argument there as well, similar to Animal Crossing is that all they care about is competitive battling. And their argument is they're just, they're battling with legitimate Pokemon. They're legal Pokemon. Because like I said, when you're online, the game will ban those Pokemon. It won't let you use them if they have illegal movesets. So they're still playing legitimately, but like in terms of competitive battling, which is all they care about. So they don't want to do the grind. They don't want to do the shiny. They don't want to do any of the hunting for the Pokemon. They just want to use teams at the end game and fight with them. So that's, that was the argument that they made with me when I was talking about it. Hmm. I think it's crazy. I I think it takes the way the spirit of Pokemon and catching like the whole thing about it. But again, for the choice of the player, they want to just do competitive battling. They don't care about all the other elements of the game. Is it, is it, is it a, is that a problem? So again, that might be a, yeah, I know we're running long, but that that's that's the other thing that that Pokemon is doing. Yeah, and again, like I like the vanilla authentic experience for any game I'm playing. So like anything like that, like even going on a Discord searching for a specific Pokemon that people are hosting and stuff. Like I don't even like doing that. I know I'm in the minority. I'm kind of the extreme other way for that, but that's just the way I am. Mm-hmm. Um, let, let's bring up an example that all of us are very familiar with. Um, we've all played Mario, I'm assuming, right? We've all pl- we've yeah, all played oh yeah. Super Mario, whatever. And the warp zones that you can find, okay? We're familiar with those where you can find these warp zones in the game yeah. and you can skip a bunch of levels and go to a warp zone like four, five, or six or, or whatever. How do, you, how, do you, how do you guys personally feel about using these? I never did. Again, I like to have the authentic just start from the beginning and work my way through each world. I wouldn't want to skip worlds two, three, four, just to get to five right away. What do you guys think about that? When it's literally in the game by the developers, it's legit in my mind. Yeah. Like that's um, not, that's not an exploit. Is it? This is, I feel I'm like calling it an exploit. This is kind of a side thing, right? Is this something you guys yeah. would use or like as a, what kind of, what do you think? Like, what do you I've think? Would you use it? it? <laughs> and ha- does it devalue the game to you? No, not really, because you can always go back. You can do those levels if you want. Sure. You know? Um, yeah, when it's in the game, and this is bef- this goes to something important as well. Using guides. How did you find out about the warp zone? I actually, the first time I used the warp zone, I found it accidentally. I didn't understand what was going on. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, but if you, if you are told about it and you seek an advantage and you're trying to say, oh, wow, look, I beat this game before you, 
again, competitive socially. Uh, yeah. What do you guys think? Do you think there's any issues with warp zones whatsoever? I don't. Not, I don't know if "issue" is the right word, but like, is it something that you guys would actually use in the game? Who hasn't used one? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I've never used one actually. Um, I, I I don't know whether I, did, I I certainly didn't know they existed for a while, and even when they did, I, I wasn't interested in it. Yeah, but you're interested in the challenge of the game, like like you. My, you... my issue was, and I, I wouldn't use. I I certainly wouldn't use it because I want the challenge of the game, and I want to I want to play the game. Um, my issue is, um, and I think what, what, um, M2, it's M2. Yep. Um, uh, <laughs> was saying about, uh, speed, speed, run- uh, it was either Rexor or M2 was talking about speed running. Um, anytime I go on YouTube and I see, you know, beat Mario in one minute, 45 seconds or something ridiculous. I'm like, who cares? <laughs> I, I don't care, dude. You, okay, yeah. great. You're, you're really good at using warp zones and stuff. I don't care. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to, yeah, you're, I'm the same way. I want to see you beat it every single level, start to finish without using any kind of uh, I, exploit. I don't, no. Like, <laughs> right. have you looked at Ocarina of Time, the speedruns, the skill involved in that? It's With, like the, the slipping through walls and stuff. Yeah. 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 The, the skill involved in that. Like that, Gotta that hop is, just right. It's, it's yeah. nuts. And like Mario 64, can't you beat that in like 30 seconds or something? Like hopping through walls or, but again, that's not a, that's not a, a, a legit, completion of the game in my like that's the way i see it yes it's an exploit in the game and if it's in the game you could argue oh it's there so i'm going to use it but like is that a legit completion of a game i think mm-hmm. speed running and and exploits have kind of gone like this they they're, become there yeah they because speed running used to be like how fast you can do it by bunny hopping and jumping backwards and like speed running quake and stuff like that but now it's become who can find the best exploit because if you look at this wall at this angle and you're going at this speed, then you go 10 times faster. So it's kind of become its own thing. It's kind of become like how well can you exploit the game? Yeah, you can beat Super Mario in in like 10 seconds or whatever because you walked backwards at this speed and hit this thing at a certain time. And I, but And I guess the argument I would pose is, or theory or I don't know what the word is, question I would pose is, um, is 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 Zelda and games like that that have those exploits in that speedrunning community? Has that prolong because of that whole thing? Has that prolonged the appeal of the game for a lot of people and the audience? Because like the, if you go on YouTube or Twitch and watch speedrunning, it gets thousands of viewers, and they're all doing this exploit type stuff. Like if I watch somebody legitimately do a ten, I don't know forty hour run of Zelda and play it completely legitimately versus these quick runs with the exploits and stuff. It's more entertaining for me to watch it with the exploits personally. Yeah, we should call some, uh, we should make a new thing called long runs. I could beat this game in a thousand hours just well. Right, but <laughs> maybe, maybe that would get two. Maybe that would only get five viewers, and you would be one of them. But like yeah. that, but I don't know if that would be if that would be appealing to the mass demographic. So it, it's uh, I would yes. argue it maybe has in, increased the longevity of some of these games. Uh, I would agree with that. It, it probably it certainly has. Like because you can only beat the games legitimately so fast. I would think. Right, um, you'd come to the end of that pretty quickly, but I, I feel like there would be some sort of a, a limit to that. If you could just beat Mario, or sorry, let's say you know this is one of the Zelda games, you could beat that by in, in literally half a second by doing something really crazy quick. Would that matter anymore? Would people care? 
if you could literally do it in half a second, if you did something right. I, I, yeah, I think there's a threshold to it, right? Like yeah. there's, if, and it all, also, I, like I said, it, what they're doing is incredibly skill-based. If it was super easy to do, there'd be no appeal because everybody could get to the same time. But like the Zelda world record or whatever it is, I'm sure if I, I'll, I'll YouTube it now in a second, but it has, it, it's millions of views, like millions and millions of views. Like it's a huge community of, of people and, and people are just constantly trying to go through the game, find a new exploit, become that person. I think there's a lot of there's probably money in it too for these people because they've got pretty big followings for uh, for what they're doing. But but yeah, no, I agree. If it, if if the, if if the exploits became so severe that it's it's stupid, like you, it's not even the game anymore. It's just a quick ten second thing and the, fall I, through the floor when you're done. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's not going to be. There's there's certainly a limit to it for sure. Yeah, no, this is if, some if go, good points. Yeah, go ahead. If you guys are interested in the sort of the origins of of speed running, there's an interesting sort of short documentary on YouTube. I think it's called The Fastest Doom. And okay. because Doom was, was able, you're able to keep, um, uh, what was it, uh, uh, replays in, in Doom. It was the first time you could have a replay of a game because the replay was small. It was uh, just a text file with the, the coordinates of how a player was moving. Hmm. So you could view these replays from like 1993 and 1994 and stuff of these first speed runs and how they did things. And people are moving very clunky, very clunky around this map, trying to speed run it. And then you go, you progress through the years, 95, 96, 97, 98, 99. By the time you hit like the current times, they're doing stuff that in 1994, they would have never even imagined they'd be able to do in doom. So it's, yeah. it's kind of, it's an interesting breakdown of how speed running had evolved and how they had, figured out that if you fall off this ledge at this speed, you can just make it across this one part. And like, whereas like 10 years ago, nobody ever even figured out how to do that. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. It's an interesting evolution there, right? Like how it's, and, and, and I guess like Erebus said earlier too, yeah, it does increase the longevity of the game. So if it brings people back and if, and if there's a strong community for it, then why not? Like, and I guess that's why I've never personally been interested in speed running. Like, um, I, I just, I've never had seen the appeal just because the people are not playing the game the way it was intended to be played. That's just mm-hmm. my opinion. And that's mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's wrong or right. It's just, that's just the way I look at it. And I think Athricus, you kind of share that view. Uh, yeah, I, I don't personally care. I, I understand what Erebus is saying, certainly about the, the, um, the skill involved, but I mean, obviously not every game has that kind of skill um, so in a specific game like that, yeah, I, I can see the skill and, and I think that it's cool, but most of the time, if you're just like clicking a button or two the right way, then it's, it's not, it's not cool. I don't really care. Yeah. Right on. Um, I'm, I'm interested in what you guys think of this. Remember stream sniping when that was like a big thing? Yeah. Still is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it can be. Yeah. Um, where do you guys... Where do you guys sit on that? Like, do you think it's it's blatantly a horrible thing to do, or do you think it's just trolling? Like, what what do you think about that? I I think it's wrong. I think it's um, I I think it's directly damaging. Like, sometimes the streamer will clarify um, if they want you to do it or not. Like, some people don't care. Like, they enjoy the challenge of twenty people trying to hunt them down in a battle royale game, and they yeah. Just, put up with it but other but some have i've seen have gotten legitimately pissed off uh and asked their community not to do it and they keep doing it and like i've seen people on the verge of tears i've seen like there's there's montages on youtube about it can you get i I should have done this first i forgot do you want to just give a brief overview exactly what stream sniping is 
So stream sniping is it, it's, it's very prominent in battle royale games. That's my most familiarity with it. Is where you drop into an area, and you know mo- most of the stream delays are pretty limited now. Uh, and, and essentially, you watch where the person drops in the BR game, uh, and then you're you're trying to queue at the same time as them to get into their game, and then essentially just hunt them by watching their stream and being in their battle royale game, where you just hunt them down and kill them, and you have a significant advantage, obviously, because you can see everything that they're doing. Um, so people will gang up on the streamer and just basically the streamer is trying to play the battle royale game and, and, and just, you know, entertain, you know, thousands of viewers and they can't because these stream snipers are, are stopping them from being able to, uh, progress, uh, in the battle royale. So the price um, to pay for very, it's, it's very prominent. Too. It's very, it's a big problem. So people do like streamers will mat, like what they'll do is they'll, they'll, um, they'll bring up a face cam or something and they won't, they'll hide their game while they're selecting when they launch. So the, the people can't see when they're launching, but there's, it's crazy. Like the, the way if stream snipers want to get to you, they'll get to you. They're just very good at doing it. And, uh, but, it, but that, that to me is directly attacking, you know, people make a living streaming. Um, so like if they're, if, if it's impacting their viewership because of the stream sniping situation and, it, and if they're asking you not to do it on their stream and you're just doing it, that's, that to me is, you know, again, you can do it. It's your choice to do it, but it's it morally. I think it's just wrong that you're you're doing that to somebody else. Yeah. Anyone else want to weigh in? I think a, a while back, uh, weren't PUBG developers banning people that were stream sniping? Yeah, the developers so, don't. I, the developers in most of the games don't support it, and they've been vocal on it. But PUBG, I think, yeah, they were issuing bans for it. So one one thing with now, I think it, it sort of breaks down into two styles. There's for example, some stream snipers will specifically find streamers so that they can basically go up to them and like holler horrible things on the mic to get them try to get them banned on Twitch or whatever. <laughs> they they just harass yeah. them with like porno noises and like yeah. all sorts of stuff. I think that any any type of stream sniping where they're harassing the person is unacceptable. Any kind of harassment it shouldn't be allowed in the game. Yeah. Some of these but some of these guys who are just going out just to I mean, technically, they are playing the game. They're they're just they're just killing yeah. the other player. If the other player wants to broadcast exactly where they are, as much of a jerk move as I think it is to actually go out of your way to find a streamer and then just kill the person over and over and over just for the sake of making seeing them get angry on a camera. Uh, I think no matter what, if you're broadcasting where you are, you're fair game. Mm. Um, okay. I know that's kind of an unpopular opinion, but. Like you, you're, I mean, you're telling everybody where, where you are. If there are ways, like like you said, where you can uh, people blank out their screen and whatnot, and then they they randomly select when they're uh, they're going to drop into a game. But I mean, a stream sniper that is really playing by the rules. I, I'm I don't know that that's like it, it's a jerk move, but it's not. Uh, you're right. So it, it it's kind be. of a jerk move, so but you, is it is it wrong i guess is well like, should I mean, it should, should there be consequences i guess for it i don't know that a player should be banned for it if they're just straight up playing the game and they're just looking at the other guy's screen i mean who hasn't looked at the other player's screen yeah <laughs> so n64 starcraft record <laughs> yes yeah. oh man classic yeah Jeez. To pretend you don't know the other person's just about to attack you with a billion zerglings. <laughs> <laughs> and you just happened to set up a bunch of bunkers in defense. Yeah. 
All those, all those weird multicolored blobs on the screen. Remember oh, trying man. that on PC for the first time? I, was I remember playing it on N64, and it looked horrible. And then I was like, wait, this game is on PC? And, <laughs> yeah. and then I played on PC, and I'm like, these graphics are amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, man. man. Of course, I was only eight at the time, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Exactly, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Anything else about stream sniping? Like, I know it's, yeah, it's a jerk move. M2 doesn't think there should be consequences. I know PUBG did ban a bunch of people. Like, does anyone else have anything to say about that? I mean, they have the delays, right? If you can have a two-minute or a three-minute or a five-minute delay, like, mm-hmm. come on. But then why uh, stream I... at all? Why not just make a YouTube video that reduces, yeah. that Good ruins the live experience, right? Yeah. Well, that's that's the argument the streamers are making why they asked for bans to happen because yeah, they could put a 5-minute delay on, but then that restricts them being able to to in, inter, you know, talk to their community and interact with their chat if they've got a massive delay on. Um huh. Yeah, I I don't know. I actually I I probably don't fully agree with M2 on this one, which is fine, but I I I I think I think the bans were warranted. I think I think it it's it, if the developers themselves are saying they don't want people doing this and it's an online game again it's this isn't a single player thing. This is a this is an actual online thing that's impacting other people. Yeah. Um, if they can I, I, I if they can actually support. prove that it's happening. Oh, 100% if they're banning if the bans are improper and they and they don't have like any if I'm, they need I'm to assuming, have some pretty concrete proof. Yeah. To do yeah, that. Yeah, because there is some controversy there too where someone popular like Ninja in Fortnite will just you know, get killed and accuse somebody of hacking or stream sniping. That became a meme almost that he was every time he was killed in a game, he was like, Oh, you must be stream sniping because you killed me. And he did get people banned that were later reinstated because they weren't stream sniping. They weren't even on his stream at the time, but you know, so there is, yes, there is a line there for sure. I think certain types of stream sniping actually sometimes benefit a stream a little bit. So one, one of the, one of the PUBG players that I watch is uh name is Choco Taco. I don't know if you watched him at all. No, nope. but he he's had a few sort of recurring characters that that come on. Uh, that they they aren't there to to kill him, but they're there to be like one of the guys is a is a merchant who uh, basically he what he'll do is he'll sh- he'll shoot in the air a few times like he'll, he'll like a pattern and Chaka will hear it and he goes oh the merchant is here and he goes and finds <laughs> where he is and it's this guy who's laid out all this equipment and yeah. then he trades them for it. And the, so there, there's stuff like that, and uh, there's also there, there, there's also some other characters too. But I, th- I think stuff like that it actually makes the stream interesting. To sure, watch. but I guess in his case, he's not. Is he asking for them to stop, or is he is he fine with it? Yeah, he's not asking them to stop or anything. Right. But. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Atherkiss, you want to weigh in? Hmm. Um, I, I'm still a little confused on to how stream sniping is a thing, especially if you're covering up when you queue. I can understand. I'll jump in for one one quick second just to clarify your point. So the reason is is because someone like Doctor Disrespect, for example, has thirty thousand viewers. So even though he's masking his screen, somebody there's tons of people doing this. So somebody will get into his game. Like there's a lot of people trying to do it. Well, that was my next thing. Um, And I know, I know, I haven't, I haven't played too many. too many BR games, I suppose, um, that would do this. But I know COD will give you a list of people that are in the game um, right mm. before it starts kind of thing. Mm. Well, uh, if the game companies were just muted, they didn't tell you who was in the game, 
they didn't, there was no indication and you just randomly spawned, would it still be an issue? Um, well, they would be able to... They could guess, like everyone watching their stream could just go to that area and hope that they're in the game, but I don't think that would be... That wouldn't be very popular, I wouldn't think. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it's a fair point that the they could are the, the game developers could put a little bit more work in to try to help the the streams there. Like I know, I think in one of the games they were actually masking the there was a streamer mode or something. COD has that, yeah. Yeah, I think it's COD. Yeah, they, they, like where it blanks out a bunch of details, so that it's harder for people to detect what oh, they're okay. doing and, and stuff. So they are making work, some play, companies are make, putting work in to try to help deal with it but i guess my point is just it's clear that it's not supported generally by the, the oh, it's, a, it's a i think it's a bad thing i, I would agree yeah. that it's it's a bad thing yeah, yeah. no for sure um i think there's a simple fix the devs could implement just make it so that you could enable a a mode that says i am a like i am streaming a streamer mode makes it so that you can't play against the same people for the next five rounds or something like that yeah yeah yeah, some yeah, kind of algorithm. Sure. Like so yeah, you could yeah. argue: is this on the developers? Like, should the, should PUBG developers really be banning people for this, or is this on them? And they need to find a fix, right? So, right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we're starting to run out of time, so we got to speed up a little bit. Uh, Rekizor, did you want to touch on Dead by Daylight? Sure. Um, biggest thing in Dead by Daylight uh, nowadays has to do with exploits. So. Again, just to put it out there, Dead by Daylight, it's an asymmetrical uh, horror game. There's one person playing a killer, chasing four survivors. Um, The biggest thing that happened most recently was an exploit where the nurse, an already powerful killer who usually teleports around the map, uh, could use a specific add-on. And in doing so, uh, would glitch out her max movement speed to be very fast, game-breakingly fast, able to cover the map in a matter of minutes. Now, in this case, the devs were able to patch a situation, but in the interim period between when it was identified and when it was patched, basically they just said, don't do this, we will ban you if you're doing this in the interim period. So that's interesting. That's interesting. It's like, we know there's a problem, we're going to fix it. If you're doing it in the meantime, you're getting a ban. I think that's a good solution. Previous to that, there was some actual hacking that was going on, but that's really gone down. So they're aware of an exploit and they're just saying, yeah, don't do it or else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, inter- that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, for a yeah. while. Like they, they are fixing it, but it might be two or three weeks, might be a month, depending on what the situation is. But once they become aware of it, then there might be consequences. I, I think that's, if it's game breaking for sure, I think that's fair. Yeah. But it's one. It's interesting too, right? Because with these games that are still being updated, as new features are being added, you know, there's there's sort of an ecosystem of bugs that goes on. With Dead by Daylight, there's a leaks by Daylight subreddit in particular that sort of talks about some of these game breaking situations sometimes. So there's yeah. a community around it as well. Yeah, and is the company explicit with saying this, or is this like on their Twitter, or like does it does the game launch and be like, do not do this? Well, you know? that's the thing because on some level. Do you want to advertise what it is? <laughs> yeah, that's tricky too, right? Right. So, so but if uh, someone's doing it and they I've don't heard, know it's an exploit, then that's that could be yeah. an issue too. I when it's severe enough, they'll do a Twitter post, and when it's not severe necessarily, they will do uh, you know just sort of soft 
soft reaction to it. There have been bans for this sort of thing in the past. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right on. Um, I think the last point, there was a couple other ones, but we'll just skip ahead. So if you look up a guide for a game, I know Rekizor said this before, is this... It's not well. Could it that be considered cheating in an offline game if you look up a guide? Like if you're trying to play Zelda and find every shrine, or if you're trying to find all the skulls in Halo or all the moons in Mario or whatever. Do you like I? I personally, when I'm playing a game, I do not. I absolutely do not look up a guide unless it's unless I'm at a point where I can't play anymore because I'm completely stuck and I've been stuck for like hours. Well, then you're a cheater. <laughs> you should so you, be playing that game. No, so you consider it cheating. So you consider it cheating then if if you use a guide. Uh, no, I mean I think everyone's used a guide in the past, but I, I wouldn't say cheating. I, I would say you do you, man. Like if you're just tired of, of playing because you can't find this one thing, then if it's going to make you happy, then do it. That's fine. I guess it's kind of an intrinsic thing. Like I want to say I played Zelda, the Breath of the Wild, and got every shrine without looking up a guide. And just saying for myself that I did that. Whereas if I know someone else saying, yeah, I got all the shrines too, but I used a guide to find every single one. It's like, well, who cares? This comes back to the social thing. But in the end, yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter. But like, how do you guys feel about guys in, in general in this case, in these kind of cases? Some games that can't be beaten without a guide. Has anybody beaten Mist without a guide? I don't think so. <laughs> Which one's Mist? I've heard oh, of man. it. What is it? What's that game again? <laughs> that point and click thing with all these puzzles where you're flipping a switch like which what does this thing do (laughs) sitting there for 30 minutes because there's three switches and you don't know what they do (laughs) right i know that the the one thing i can think of is um uh, i I was and i am i I love the game earthbound um and that one actually came with a guide um so Hmm. right out of the box it came with a full this is how you play this is how you beat this game uh, full pictures. This is full how you everything. beat the game. Essentially, oh. it literally told you everywhere to go, what to do, what to explore, and and how to that beat. Sounds it, like bad game design to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it was interesting, uh, and that that's that's an interesting question. Is that cheating if the developers are literally just telling you how to beat the game? Hmm. I don't think so. If that, but if it's um, what they're intent again, it comes back to what the developer intended, right? I feel so like they they thought that people are, were stupid because they were back then, and they <laughs> wouldn't be able to beat the game. And then they get mad and say the game was shit. So, uh, just to remind people, in fact, and I can speak of some personal experience. I'm going to take you way back to 1992 um, when Batman Returns was released on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, uh, and a very young Shane, oh, Rekusor. Ended up having an opportunity to uh, call into the Nintendo Tips line. <laughs> okay, that's right. And I think there's a charge associated with that. There was, yeah. That was Nintendo, <laughs> I think that was advertising Nintendo Power magazines. If I'm yeah, it was. I don't think it was cheap. No, it no. wasn't, and I don't think my mother knew. <laughs> oh, she, well, she knows now. No. <laughs> Um, I don't think it's cheat. I, I, I like. I, I think of uh, again going back to Pokemon because I'm on that grind right now. But like, I used to have the Pokemon Player Guide for almost every single game, like the Player's Guide. Now sure. you could yeah. use it for different reasons because you could use it to just look at Pokemon and like whatever. But 
we would look up locations of Pokemon. We still do. Yeah, I think. like how to like get Articuno and stuff like that. How to get, yeah, but like even in Sword and Shield now, we're looking up like what's the location of this Pokemon or how, sure. how do I catch this to complete my Pokedex? You could, so you could argue, you know, if you're playing hardcore Pokemon, you would not look up where anything is, which would be ridiculous to try to finish and complete your Pokedex yeah. without using that resource. So I think it's it, like the player's guide, and I used it to get through Rock Tunnel in Cerulean City because I hate it or wherever that place was. I hated that tunnel where it was like, whatever yeah. so I, I i i used it for certain certain areas but i think like for me personally i i use it like when i was playing zelda breath of the wild i'm not a huge fan of puzzles but i love the game like i love the combat in the game i love the exploration so i would use it to look up a shrine i'd, I'd try the shrine out for a couple minutes and if i couldn't figure it out i would uh i would use a guide to to get through it and uh and I think like I wouldn't have enjoyed the game otherwise. I, I'm not a fan of staying and spending six hours trying to figure out a puzzle in a game. So mm-hmm. I, I want to move on and experience the rest of the game. And I think if I had the principle or the principle, the, the established principle was not to use guides at all, um, then a lot of people would give up on games and wouldn't and wouldn't actually see the content the developers want you to see. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. So it just comes down to preference, I guess. Yeah. Like if I'm in a shrine yes, in Zelda, I'm fine using spending an hour trying to figure it out because then it, I feel this that sense of satisfaction knowing I completed yeah. it without looking for help and not giving in after 30 seconds. Yeah. No, I get it. I have one question for you, Kelthar. Sure. Where where would you draw the line? You obviously don't want to look at a guide for Breath of the Wild or whatever for, for shrines, but you're, as far as I can tell, you're completely okay with looking up a guide for your World of Warcraft class. I knew this was coming. To, <laughs> I knew that was coming. The best way to play your your character. Yeah, I, I think the difference is, yeah, I, I, I guess I should clarify, like, I find, sing, I play single-player games and multiplayer games very differently, and I don't know if you guys are the same way. Like, if I'm playing a multiplayer game, yeah, I want to know what's the best. Like, I'll look up a guide for for pokemon because I'm, i want to play competitively i need to know what move sets i should use and, and stuff like that and in world of warcraft as well but if i'm playing a single player game just to get immersed in the world and then i'm just reading a guide trying to walk my way through it uh, to me it's like what's the point like i want to i want to play the game and figure out the puzzles the developers put out there right that's a good point that you're making but i personally treat multiplayer games differently do you are you guys the kind of like that too Competitive, yeah. competitive Com- games. Competitive, sure. yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. Um, I know Avian in the chat. He talked about uh, Diablo two. Do you guys remember SOJs in in uh, Diablo two? Anybody not play Diablo two here? Played a very I, small amount of it. Oh, I played with you guys, but I don't remember what SOJs are. So, an SOJ was Stone of Jordan, and I'm glad Avian mm. brought this up. Uh, it was just an item in the game. It was it was a unique ring. It's just a rare drop. But it was used as a currency at the time because gold in the game was useless. So SOJs were the what, what people used to trade for items. It could be like trade seven SOJs for this super strong item. But the problem is the majority of them were duped. So people were online hacking the game and just duping them. So they had like thousands and thousands of SOJs. So they just kept buying trade and trading people all these for all these best items and stuff. This is wrong, right? Like, is there any like is there any it's not wrong. No. <laughs> it's, you're, no. It's not wrong. I did it. So, oh, so therefore it's fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, no. if, but again, it, so ahead. the SOJ thing is, I didn't dupe them myself, but I got like, 
Sorry, I did. Yeah, let me clarify. I got lots. SOJs became the currency in the game, which I think was a benefit to the game because the game didn't have a currency. And then for people that wanted, again, to the best items to be able to compete in Endgame, they you know manipulated it, got a bunch of SOJs, and then went out and bought items. But I got a bunch of SOJs for trading my Wind Force and different things away back at the time, and uh, and got tons of SOJs for it. So yes, they were probably duped, they were probably hacked, and then I in turn used those SOJs as currency to get other items that I wanted in the game. So that current that would never have existed without duping. And otherwise, what do you, what what is there would, would have been no currency in place for. Uh, but that, I wouldn't say it would never exist without duping. Like I still found a ton of them on my own. In the game, uh, had yeah. millions of players. Like, I don't agree with that at all. Like, just I don't. I, I think duping. Like, if you dupe it and people have, like, it just it just devalues the item completely. And if everybody has thousands of them, what's the point of trading at all? Right. And Diablo is all about finding the best items. Like, if you're just going to have all the best gear, what's the point? Again, it's it's how you want to experience the game. I, I I I think again you're you're thinking from your your point of view of mm-hmm. how you yourself want to experience the game and not how others want to experience the game. Another example of that, again, I'm saying I uh, Pokemon, it's not like a broken record. There's <laughs> there's there's people duping Master Balls. So Master Balls is the established currency in Pokemon. When you go online and you say I have a shiny EV, I want to trade it, uh, someone will say I'll offer you ten Master Balls. That person could legitimately have ten Master Balls. I personally have seventy four Master Balls. I didn't dupe any Master Balls. I didn't dupe them. <laughs> But I traded. I know they're. Uh, I have two master balls because you know p- people are. You can only get one master ball in the game throughout the story. So, uh, but I'm trading Pokemon away, and the established currency is master balls because again, there's no other whatever. So that people cheated um, to get. But there's some people that just want the best Pokemon to play Endgame. So same with SOJs. They wanted the best items to play Endgame, and that's what they want to do. So that like that, that that's the way they want to experience the game. I to me it's now again if there's hack and I know Diablo had hacked items as well. So that's a, that's a whole other topic because that that if, that changes things. But yeah. if it's for if it's just a currency, it's just to, if it's just to establish a currency and some people choose to duplicate that currency so that they can acquire the best items. I don't care. It doesn't matter bother me. Right on. Mm-hmm. We we do need to wrap this up. Uh, is there any final thoughts you guys have on the topic like about cheating in general? It could be anything we talked about. Anything we've just mentioned? No, any cheaters yeah. I play with, I'm gonna backtrace your IP. <laughs> <laughs> Better watch out. <laughs> yeah. So we agree that cheating online for sure is bad if it negatively impacts the community and developers. Um, yeah. Offline, I personally don't like to use any kind of cheats, whether it's a cheat code in the game, like at all, whether it's just like a code you can enter in, which leads to our trivia in a second. Um, but that's just me. If, as long as if it's not affecting anybody else, I guess we're all saying that it's okay to cheat or use trainers or whatever. We all yeah. good on that? Trainer, yeah. tra- trainers, when I'm a bit, I, I argued the other side already, but I, I, I do, I feel bad a little bit for the developers that maybe want people to experience. I, I, where where uh, M2 said about the reviews, that was a good point. If, if they're using it to to you to yeah, if they're bringing that topic onto the online, then I think it's it's not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, I think we'll move quickly into the trivia because we got to wrap this up. We're once again over time, but that's that's all good. Um, <laughs> so this is a trivia question. I don't know if anyone actually knows this already, but uh, so it's probably just going to be a shot in the dark for most people. But 
Uh, I, this question was actually submitted to me by by Avian. Uh, he said, uh, "What in The Sims you could use a cheat code to get a ton of money? Okay, you could just get tons and tons of money in The Sims uh, to get this. I think it was called Simoleons, and then you could just spend all that money on anything you wanted, which, in my opinion, ruins the game. But that's besides the point." What was the code that people had to enter hmm. to get those? Who makes the Sims? What's I, the name of the company? Maxis. Yeah, yeah. I so, use that code all the time. Oh, oh so you, you know. know it? When, uh, okay, so I hold on a second. I, just one second. I'm gonna I li- remember what it, it's something weird. You'll probably know it then. I'm gonna list out the multiple choice, and okay. uh, and Amzu, I know this is your first time here since we've done trivia, so. Uh, how it's going to work is I'm going to list out the options and I'll go uh, to each person. If you do happen to know the answer, then uh, I'll go to you last, essentially. And I want I want to make sure you're not Googling anything or look, and uh, don't look at this, the stream chat either in case somebody happens to post the answer for sure. Okay? So, was the code Rosebud? Is it Thornhill? Is it Gold Tulip? Or is it Willow? If there's anything there involving llamas, I would have chosen that one. (laughs) So I'll say it again. Is it Rosebud, Thornhill, Gold Tulip, or Willow? And again, I realize it's a shot in the dark, but you know. Uh, Last week, I think it was... uh, Who's on last week? Albondial, Erebus, and Athricus. You you guys all have one point. You got one question right out of like three. So that's that's pretty good. Mm. So, does anyone know this for sure? Yes. Okay. Anybody else? Huh. Okay. Uh, Erebus, we'll start with you. What do you think? I'll go with Rose Tulip. That's not an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a thing. Rosebud, Thornhill. No, Rosebud, Thornhill, Gold Tulip, or Willow. Oh, I'll go with Gold Tulip. Okay. Africus. Yeah, I mean that's that sounds like. I mean, gold is in the name, right? But uh, uh, you can list them off one more time. Rosebud, Thornhill, Gold Tulip, Willow. I'm I'm just I'm gonna say Thornhill because I think that's weird enough to be a. Yeah. All right, Rekizor. I'm gonna say Thornhill as well, just because like in the sim there's people I can see like oh the Thornhills they're wi- Thornhills they're wealthy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and uh, M2, you say you're pretty confident. What uh, What's the answer? Yeah. You ever watch Citizen Kane? It's Rosebud. Rosebud. Ah. Rosebud. So your answer is Rosebud. The final answer, answers are locked in. Yes, it is Rosebud. So the only one to get it correct today is M2. That is... And I got 0.5 for saying Rose Tulip. So <laughs> yeah. So... No, we were about to start. The stream was already going uh, for those that are watching on Twitch. And I was like, oh, I don't have a trivia question. So I was like, okay, uh, I remember Avian sent me that one. So I'll just use that. And uh, he told me what the answer was, but I didn't have any other one. So I was like, what else sounds like flowers and rosebuds? So I was like, Thornhill, a uh, 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 gold tulip. I just scrambled to get it together. So I'm glad those actually kind of stumped you. So that's uh, that's good. I'll, 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 I'll try to have a more uh, detailed question next week that doesn't have to be uh, to it, that specific to a game. But yeah. So thanks again for Avian to submit uh, for submitting that question. Uh, if you have any questions or emails or trivia questions for us that you want to stump us all on, uh, you can email me 
uh, or us, I should say, at INeverCastForThis at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at INeverCast4, the number four, this. And you can find me at at Kelther as well. Um, do you guys have anything you want to plug before we sign off here? Any social medias or, or Twitch streams or f- cool cake recipes you made that you want to share? <laughs> <laughs> My uh, Twitch is at uh, 341 <laughs> followers. I think it actually went up. I got to check last stream what I said the total was, but I'm pretty sure that went higher. But anyways, uh, haven't streamed since 2015, but this could be the week. Uh, so please give me a follow. Uh, and there's one video on there for your uh, for your viewage. Oh, man. Viewage. I'm excited. Is viewage your word? Check it out. Uh, that'll be the trivia question next week. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Atricus, still a ghost, eh? For now, yeah. For now. Rekizor, do you have Twitter or anything like that? Uh, I was starting to do a little bit of Twitch for Mortal Kombat, and then I realized I'm really not that good at Mortal Kombat. So, no, not really. Not right now. <laughs> hey, you've got the personality <laughs> for it, man. You know. So, yeah. So, oh, if someone was you. to follow you on there, what would it be? Uh, it would be uh, Twitch and Rekusor, R3CUSOR. R-E-C-U-S-O-R used to be me, but I've lost access to that account. So if anybody knows my personal information <laughs> can get access, let me know. Oh, man. Perfect. M2. So I just hit 1 million subscribers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. If you want to play some World of Warships or something, add me on Steam. M2, E-M-T-U. EMTU. Perfect. <laughs> Warzone. All right. That's awesome. Uh, once again, you can follow us on all social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Uh, I gave you the email earlier. Uh, if you want to listen to the audio podcast, we're on anchor.fm slash I never cast for this. And we're on most major podcast platforms. You can always tune in live 9 p.m. Eastern time on twitch.tv slash I never cast for this. And our Discord invite is, uh, is there as well. So you can join us on Discord. If you like the podcast, leave us a good review. If you hated the podcast, leave us a bad review and tell us how we can improve. And other than that, I think that's where we'll leave it. So I really appreciate all of you guys for being here, and I'd love to have you all back sometime. So thanks uh, so much for doing our first five-person podcast on episode 10. We're on double digits now. So thanks for being a part of this, guys. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks again.